what does this person do for you that a hamster wouldn't? And that was like the biggest, oh my gosh, that is so true of my entire life. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Dude, I Love That. I'm Liv, and today's episode is a very exciting one because we are talking all things friendships, and this is going to be a very different episode than I've done before. I'm pretty much spilling some some hot tea here in my own personal life. (laughs) So if you've never heard this podcast before, by the way, welcome, and this is a fairly casual chat, all right? I pretty much just talk to you like you're sitting right in front of me. I'm a very straightforward person, and I'm just excited to hang out with you today. So let me first start off by saying this whole thing was kind of propelled by a situation that happened in my life recently. I was watching this YouTube video from Dr. Tom LeHue, who is an amazing Enneagram coach, love him, and highly suggest checking his stuff out on YouTube. But he was talking with his daughters. They were kind of doing this whole segment about what it's like to be uh, an eight and a nine. And one of the daughter's husbands said something to the type nine and he said, what does this person do for you that a hamster wouldn't? And that was like the biggest, oh my gosh, that is so true of my entire life. The whole reason that I found this comment so profound was the fact that I had been, and this is something that I kind of do, I guess, at the end of the year. I think we all sort of do it, but I was looking back at the things in my life and the friendships I've had and how so many of them have been disastrous and people ended up not being who I thought they were. And when it came time for me to lean on my friends instead of them always leaning on me, they were nowhere to be found. And it was something where I was like, this makes so much sense. I mean, truly, you have to look really harshly at your friendships and go, what does this person do for me? that a hamster wouldn't. And when I actually started applying that to friendships, I was like, oh, yeah, that's probably why it didn't work out because I was constantly giving, 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 and they were doing a whole bunch of nothing. And this is not to like throw anyone under the bus. This is not to be rude, but it's just for me to say I was able to apply this to my own life and find that, yeah, it's true. These friendships that did not work out really weren't giving me a whole lot in the first place. I think we're under the impression that they're giving us something because it's someone to talk to or we, we text or whatever it is. But in reality, what are what are they giving me? Because I know I'm giving them everything I can because I care about them and I'm extremely loyal and I, I want to do that. But if it's not being reciprocated, something's wrong. And I realize that I've just very much jumped into this whole conversation, but I do think this is something that needs to be talked about because I know when I look for, I guess, advice or information on this kind of stuff, it's always just like, oh, you know, just find other friends, find better friends. And it's like, well, (laughs) if you don't realize what the problem is, like what the the common denominator has been in these friendships that have gone awry, you're never going to be able to have successful friendships or relationships or whatever it is because you're not going to know what to look for. And so that's what I want to help you out with today. So I'm actually going to use some examples from my own life in this episode because I want to give you something tangible, I suppose, to actually understand what I'm trying to say. I mean, I learn best through examples, so I guess I'm sort of projecting that scenario onto you, but this is just how we're going to roll today. So In my own life, I recently had a best friend and the whole thing went to just smithereens. It was a disaster. And it wasn't something that I realized 
would ever go that way. I had zero qualms about this at all. Like I was, I was seriously going, this is somebody that I will have in my wedding party one day. It was that kind of friendship. And I very much thought this person was there for me. I was under the impression that I was giving as much as I was getting. Does that make sense? And then basically I went through kind of a rough patch uh, over the holidays. And when I needed this person and when I reached out, they were nowhere to be found. Uh, It was always like something else was more important or I was basically always shuffled aside in favor of something else. And look, I get it. People are busy. Whatevs. That's not a problem at all. But when I realized that I had one of my best friends, Aubrey, she actually was on the podcast sometime last, I think early last year. Really good episode. You should definitely check it out. And when I realized that she was able to be there for me when I needed her, like almost instantly, like I was, I was just texting her and she's like, dude, call me. Like, I want to help you out with this. Meanwhile, she's a nursing student and has so much stuff on her plate. She's getting married. She's moving into a new house. Like it's a whole thing. And she was able to take 30 minutes and talk with me on the phone when I know for a fact she's so busy and probably did not have time to. That's when I looked at this other friendship and I was like, something's wrong here. And unfortunately, I had to do the uncomfortable thing of bringing it up. And, you know, I mean, no one really wants to do that. It's just, it's not a fun situation. I guess it's probably easier for me than most people because I'm just like, look, dude, this is not going to fly. And I know most people are probably not that way, but it's still uncomfortable and I didn't want to have to do it. But at the end of the day, it's like, you decide how people treat you and what you let go on is really your fault. Uh, If you don't speak up about it and you don't say, look, you're not treating me the way I want to be treated. And I'm not, I'm not asking you to treat me in some special manner of, you know, kind of serving me hand and foot or something crazy, then, you know, that's something to examine. And so unfortunately I brought the situation up and there was a complete and utter lack of taking responsibility on this person's part. And, even when I, I'd spoken to um, two of my best friends about the situation that I've had, I've literally been friends with them for almost a decade each. Uh, they were like, no, no, something's wrong here. And it's something where I had to re-examine. And it was so funny that that Dr. Tom LaHue video ended up coming up like right around the same time. And I went, oh my goodness, he's so right because, and not Dr. Tom, this was one of his son-in-laws that said it. But when I looked at it, I'm like, wow, this is true. And like I was saying before, I began applying this method to all these other failed friendships. And I go, okay, I need to start taking this to heart and I need to start looking at this early on in friendships because for me, I'll give people everything. Like I'm very much like you and me, we're going to the grave together. You know, (laughs) I'm just that kind of person. And so I need to be cautious with my resources, my time and my care for people because not everybody out there is going to, I guess, return it in the same way is the best way to put it. And that's not that's nothing, you know, against them. Everybody's got their own stuff. Everybody's got their own personalities and their own things going on. But at the end of the day, what you need from a friendship is what you need from a friendship. And you're going to have some people that are like your arm's length friends. That's what I call them. Where, you know, you're, you're friends with them. Maybe you guys go out and get lunch or, you know, something casual, but you're definitely not going to call them up when crap hits a fan. You know what I'm saying? Then you have your like next circle in, which is people that like, you consider good friends of yours. You know, you you run things past them, all that, but 
at the end of the day, they're not like your close, dependable friends. Then you have the inner, inner circle. And that's when you have the people that you're like, dude, you and me, we're like lifelong buds. I can call you about anything. We cannot talk for, you know, weeks on end. And I can just hit you up and be like, I need your opinion. And they would be like, oh my gosh, of course, what is it? And so that's actually, (laughs) that is the exact situation with one of my best friends, Courtney. And Court, if you're listening, love you. But yeah, it's one of those things where you're just going to have different, I call them the rings of friendship, but you're just going to have different levels of friends and that's okay. And you just simply can't ask one of your arm's length friends that's in like one of the outer circles to be there for you as soon as you need them. It's just not going to work for you, likely. I mean, unless they're just like a really superb person, it's just probably not going to go that way. And so that's where I had to learn that because I was always like, oh my gosh, what is it? Like as a kid, I couldn't fathom that. But when I got older and I started realizing, oh, okay. So you, you have these different kind of levels of friendship and you can't expect a level three friend that's not as close to you to be there for you my whole world shifted and I was like, okay, now I can't be offended or upset or hurt when they don't reciprocate, if that makes sense. So hopefully I'm not rambling. Hopefully this is all moving along, but I want to kind of wrap this up with a funny anecdote. Okay. So there is this video (laughs) and it is so, so, so funny. At least it is to me. It's totally my humor. There's like fart jokes in it and it's like, it's a whole thing. Anyways, basically I stumbled across this video in, I don't know, like maybe March or June or something of last year. And I sent it to three of the people that I considered best friends. One of them is the friend I am no longer friends with. Two of them are Aubrey and Courtney, who I've known for almost a decade each. And what happened was I sent this video to them and I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, this is the funniest thing ever. And Aubrey and Courtney were like, oh my gosh, that's so hilarious. Thanks for sending it to me. This other friend (laughs) that I sent the video to was like, wow, that was so scary. (laughs) I don't get it. And I'm like, oh. (laughs) And so I joked saying I was going to start sending this video to prospective friends and be like, what do you think? Let me know. And if they don't answer, like, this is so funny, probably not going to be close friends with them. Like, it's just, we're probably not going to be on the same level of like humor and getting along and stuff. And it's so funny because looking back, that's exactly what happened. And it was someone that like, I was sure me and this person were like locked for life, you know? I'm like, there's no way. And then I make this joke and then it ends up totally coming true, which I thought was so funny. So anyways, that's a little humor to end this episode, but I really hope that you enjoyed. And if you want me to do a part two on this, I actually have another situation that I definitely could do a part two on. And, uh, you know, let me know if you want to hear that. You can follow along on Instagram. We are at Dude I Love That Podcast. Let me know there. I might do a poll when I put this episode up and then you can vote there because I definitely think a part two would be fun. Anyways, thank you so much for spending part of your day with me and hanging out. Hope that you enjoyed and I will catch you not next week, but the week after next. Bye.